Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Seahawks have found Pete Carroll's replacement. Will Mike McDonald lead Seattle back to its Legion of Boom glory days? Also, is it time for the Lakers to start over at head coach? And Michael Penix has the most gain from the Senior Bowl. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The Seattle Seahawks moved on from the greatest coach in their history. And now they've got his replacement, who's half his age. Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator from Baltimore, is headed to the Pacific Northwest. Corbin Smith from Locked On Seahawks joins me now. And um, young McDonald had a team. Corbin, is that what we're doing here? Um, how, how did this all come together? Ever since Pete Carroll was moved into an advisory role, at least that's what they said was going to be happening on January 10th, Mike McDonald, he has been the top target. Unfortunately, the timing of the decision they made to move on from Carroll, it was three days after the end of the regular season. It really tightened the window for them to request an interview to meet with McDonald. They weren't able to get in on time, so they had to wait till the Ravens were eliminated. But throughout this process, John Schneider has been very patient. He's let other teams pick their head coaches because he had his sights on Mike McDonald the entire time. And you mentioned he's got a team. He's got a team here that I think has a lot of pieces that really fit the defense that he had a lot of success with the last two years. And the Seahawks are bringing him in because their defense has been atrocious the last two years. The, the defense underperformed. I think you can make the case last year. The offense underperformed. It's why they um, were, were Shane Waldron was allowed to leave. Um, he's, uh, he's now in Chicago. And so, Corbin, as you look at this team, you mentioned the fit there. How do they need to improve on the personnel side, not just to fit with what Mike McDonald wants to be, but for them to get to where they want to be, which is back to being a perennial NFC contender? It all boils down to one word, Peter, physicality. This team got away from what really was the pinnacle of their success in the early 2010s when they were winning Super Bowls and competing for Super Bowls. They were as physical as anybody. They lost that identity the last couple of seasons. And you can make an argument the last four or five years. It's been a long-term issue. Mike McDonald needs to have a staff that instills that physicality that we have seen in Baltimore. The success they've had, particularly on the defensive side of the football, get that run game going again on offense. So physicality is going to be the first thing. And I think that goes to your interior offensive line. Can you get the pieces to go with Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas, who you believe are your long-term tackles? Can you get the guard the guards in the center to be able to fill that out. And on defense, add a little bit more length off the edge. And you got to figure out what you're doing at the linebacker position. All three of their main linebackers from last year are scheduled to be free agents. Get a little bit bigger in the interior up front. I think if they can check those off, they've got a star-studded secondary. They've got a really good young pass rusher in Boy Mafe. Jenna Nuosu is going to be back from injury. They've got Jaron Reed. They're hoping Leonard Williams is back. There are pieces here, and I think that's one of the reasons this came together so quickly. There was clearly mutual interest, and McDonald liked what he saw personnel-wise here. On the other side of the ball, though, this is always going to be the question with a defensive coach. What does the offense look like? So 
There was a little bit of regression last year from Geno Smith after he got the contract, not saying that it was because of the money, but he got paid. And then the offense just wasn't as good. Injuries played a role there on the offensive line for sure. How do they get this offense humming again? And, and what can we expect it to look like? I think that you're going to see an offense that's fairly similar to the one that was being deployed in Baltimore this last season. And I'm not saying that they're going to be bringing Todd Monken in because that would be a lateral move. It can't happen. But I could see T. Martin, the quarterback coach for the Ravens. Mm. He's been on the radar for a few other teams as an offensive coordinator, former NFL quarterback. I could see that pairing with Geno Smith being a home run and then make sure you get an offensive line coach that can come in and get that front line humming. Because again, it boils down to the run game for me. That was still the biggest issue last year. Can you get a little bit more complimentary football to help your quarterback with all the receivers they've got? So I don't think Mike McDonald's going to be looking to reinvent the wheel, but bring somebody in that can get this offense to that next step where it is playing with physicality and has a run game to go with all the weapons they have in the passing game. How quickly can, can Mike McDonald turn this thing around? If everything plays out right, this team could be a contender next year. I mean, this was a team that I thought going into this last season was a double-digit win caliber team, and they underperformed. As John Schneider said, everybody underachieved this year. They've got the pieces in place. They've got two really good draft classes from the last two years. Devin Witherspoon could be the defensive rookie of the year this year. They've got pieces there, and there's a lot of proven veterans as well. It's just going to boil down to the staff that Mike McDonald puts together. I think that is the biggest key for how quickly they get this thing rolling back towards contention. Stay up to date all year on the Seattle Seahawks by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Seahawks on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, is it time for the Lakers to start over? Before we get to that, the Packers have a new defensive coordinator. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, my couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some Super Bowl bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three or four. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, who will score the first touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. You can also check out this Super Bowl prop that FanDuel has that combines coin toss winner and Super Bowl winner. FanDuel has the odds of San Francisco winning the coin toss and the game at plus 260, while the odds for Kansas City are plus 320. I love that one. Like, that's great. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to join in on the Super Bowl fun FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today, here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Packers shocked the NFL world when they replaced defensive coordinator Joe Barry with Boston College head coach Jeff Halfley. Yes, a college head coach took an NFL coordinator job while he was a head coach. It was a shocking development for the Green Bay Packers. This was not a hire that had been reported, but it is a change for a team 
that went 9-8 to the surprise of many, went to the second round of the postseason and gave the San Francisco 49ers everything they could handle. Joe Barry is out. Jeff Halfley is in. He coached under Mike Pettin in Cleveland, coached under Robert Sala in San Francisco, and has a diverse background. In 2019, he helped Ohio State become one of the best teams on defense in the country after being 72nd in yards per play the year before. It helped to have Chase Young and Jeff Okuda. But this is this is a wild one and will not be the last coach, head coach, to leave college football because NIL is just not what they signed up for. Philadelphia 76ers star Joel Embiid out for Thursday's game against the Utah Jazz and will receive further evaluation on his left knee in the next 24 hours. Embiid injured his knee in the fourth quarter of the Sixers' 119-107 loss to the Golden State Warriors on January 23rd. Embiid has missed the Sixers' previous two games because of knee soreness in that same knee. Remember, this is the injury that kept him out of the Denver game when he was accused of ducking Nikola Jokic. The Clippers got their 14th win in their last 17 games. So the Clippers dominate tonight, 125-109. Our bucket list goes like this. Uh, our number three basket, Kawhi Leonard, missed uh, and followed for a layup, which was, it was just Kawhi being Kawhi. He missed the shot, followed it, got the layup. That was at 1031 of the third, made it 71-60. Our number two bucket tonight on the bucket list, James Harden had a three at the 542 mark. This pushed the lead uh, back to 10, 84, 64. Uh, that's when they started to really pull away. And the number one basket of the night was from Kawhi Leonard, but he got a fantastic highlight reel pass from Russell Westbrook, where he penetrated down the lane, spun around, did like a 180 in the air and dished it to Kawhi, who put it through the hoop. Uh, that was under a minute to go in the third to make it 104-79. And from there, the Clippers just basically uh, took took their foot off of the gas and cruised to victory, leading by as many as 29. They win it 125-109 and are now 23-5, dating back to December 1st. Tom Izzo joined the 700 Club. It's nice to hit the brakes, stop, pause, and appreciate what's been going on here at Michigan State the last few decades. I mean, this does not happen in today's college basketball almost anywhere. And you're seeing the guys drop like flies. Of course, Coach K, Roy Williams, Jay Wright. You could all understand why they have. I've said many a times when that conversation is brought up, I get why they've walked away. If I was in their shoes, I'd do the same. But Tom Izzo, he's still here through thick and thin. He's meant so much for this university, not just what happened on the floor, but Maddie, as we approach the one-year anniversary of the tragedy last year, just what he meant to the community last year. Yeah. And of course, that's not the only time off the court he's really meant something to this community, but that's certainly the, the shining example and the biggest example of what you can pull in his history here. So it, it's just nice to stop and, okay, actually, yes, it has been annoying. The rush construction, they have some glaring holes. Sometimes you could call a timeout, not a more useful time, but... <laughs> they don't carry over. Could, Life could be a lot worse because 700 wins is a lot of wins. And Jordan Spieth isn't convinced there needs to be a PGA Tour PIF alliance. Now that a new partnership with Strategic Sports Group could infuse $3 billion into the newly formed PGA Tour enterprises, Spieth sees the partnership with the Saudi Public Investment Fund as superfluous. Spieth said on Wednesday, the idea is that we have a strategic partner that allows the PGA Tour to go forward the way that it's operating right now without anything else. 
with the option of other investors. Here is another story you need to know. LeBron James looks as good as ever. Anthony Davis has been healthy. And yet the Lakers sit at 24 and 25, ninth in the Western Conference after a 138-122 loss on Tuesday night. Andy Kamenetsky from Locked On Lakers joins me now. And, and Andy, this was a team coming into the year feeling like, hey, end of the season, this is a different team. They they give the Nuggets everything they can handle in a four-game sweep, but those were close games. What hasn't worked for them this season? I mean, it would be much easier, Peter, for me to just get into what has worked. Um, it, it'd be a, <laughs> I mean, we only list. have so much. We only have so much time. This is. I, I don't think you want the entire show to revolve around <laughs> me and the Lakers. Um, essentially, nothing has worked. Uh, whether you're talking about the chemistry that was supposed to be existing and carrying over from last season to this season, mm-hmm. lineup choices by Darvin Ham. Uh, I think locker room chemistry, not not really between players and each other, but really the locker room and Darvin Ham seems to be splintering a lot. Um, Offensively and defensively, they are often a complete mess. And other than that stretch where they looked really good en route to the in-season tournament, which feels like 20 years ago, Very little has gone well for this season, and right around now, it feels like nothing is working at all. If we just if we separate the the chemistry part with the coach, how would you assess the job that you feel like Darvin Ham has done this season? Because he was, after all, the coach last year too. When in the second half, this looked like a, a legitimate Western Conference contender. Honestly. I think Darvin's done a poor job. I think he's actually regressed during his second season, which is disappointing to see. There there had been a lot of leeway, I think, afforded to him last season as a first-year head coach who was being handed a very difficult situation with Russell Westbrook still on the team, having to eventually move Russ to the bench and making that happen, dealing with a roster that was, I think, constructed about as well as Rob Palinka could have done it with one arm tied behind his back. Granted, he's the guy who tied his own arm behind his back. But none, <laughs> nonetheless, yeah. he was working within limitations, and I think he built a roster about as well as he could have. But the fact is the roster didn't work. And Darwin managed to maintain enough buy-in with this team that they were able to, if nothing else, galvanize and then go on that run post-trade deadline that eventually ended up a run through the Western Conference Finals. And then you look at the way things began this offseason with Darvin Ham looking to change from a four-out to a five-out offense for reasons that I've never completely understood, but I don't think particularly works with the skill sets on this roster. A lot of his lineup decisions have been pretty difficult to understand. the one that gets the most attention right now is pretty much insisting on keeping Torian Prince as the starting small forward, even when it's grown very obvious that he, D'Angelo Russell, and Austin Reeves, just one through three, do not provide enough defense or rebounding to work. And they, they're they leaving between those three and the way LeBron at this stage of his career has to pace himself a lot defensively, has to pace himself, frankly, in certain respects on both sides of the ball on a game-by-game basis. But 
there's a need to make some, I think, very clear, evident moves. I think starting Jared Vanderbilt ahead of Torian Prince, which, by the way, is the lineup that they used last year throughout the playoffs. Mm. And I know that down the stretch against the Western Conference, in, against the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, it didn't work. And they ended up having to tinker with it. But even if Darvin is thinking about that, the reluctance, it's one thing to not start it. It took him a long time to even seem willing to play that lineup. Like he has seemed actively going away from it and just making other decisions that it's very clearly has left the role players not understanding what their roles are and leaving LeBron and Anthony Davis coming about as close to just openly asking what the hell, man, without asking what the hell, man. Stay up to date all year on the Los Angeles Lakers by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Lakers on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, Michael Penix has the most to gain from the Senior Bowl. Michael Penix put together an impressive season for the Washington Huskies, but if you live on the East Coast, you may have missed it. The Senior Bowl is Penix's opportunity to announce himself as a top quarterback prospect in this draft as Locked On NFL Draft hosts Damian Parsons and Keith Sanchez detail. For, for me, Michael Penix has a lot to gain. Right. Everybody's talking about how the national championship championship game went. Right. He's like Michigan got to him. The pressure got to him. He didn't do anything with his legs. He didn't create. He didn't look like the same Michael Penix we saw a week before versus Texas and against Oregon the times he's played. Right. Let's see that Michael Penix return. I want to see that version of him. This is one thing I noticed and I will give him credit. We talk about day one. Right. We've been extremely critical of him on a run movement right just standing in a pocket but what i did notice is that he was under center mm -hmm. he was under center and when he had play action stuff right it was boot stuff or you know just just selling run heavy and then had that three layer type situation right he was able to go through it and he didn't look bad it looked like he can effectively execute it. and so the reason i'm saying that is that heading into the draft process you say hey this guy's gonna line up in shotgun 90 percent of the time right and then that kind of x's out some teams that could potentially draft you right but him showing that he can be effective on the center that opens up every sean mcveigh kyle shanahan disciple that is right as far as just being uh you know head coaches and ocs and they, they they may find something there so that opens up to more teams the drafting of a quarterback is so much about vibes it's so much about feel. It's so much about seeing him in person and getting the opportunity to be up close to watch him practice is a vital part of the evaluation process for teams. Even if you think that's silly, it's the truth. There is something different about seeing a quarterback throw live versus seeing it on TV. And Michael Penix, in this group of quarterbacks, it's not the world's most impressive group of quarterbacks in terms of arm strength, except for one. And it's not the world's most impressive group of quarterbacks in terms of accuracy, kind of except for him. And so this is his opportunity to say, look, these other guys, they were college football quarterbacks. They could be NFL backups. I can be a starter. I'm going to separate myself from them and prove I belong as a top 50 kind of player. Is it right? I don't know. But this is how the NFL works. They want to see you in person before they make a decision. Travis Kelsey isn't the first member of the Chiefs to know Taylor Swift. Andy Reid said on the SiriusXM podcast, Let's Go with Tom Brady, 
That was the last thing Trav wanted to hear, that I knew her before him. Her dad played at Delaware and was a big football fan and good guy, so I had met, met him there and her. Absolutely incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today, here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, where do the Washington Commanders turn now? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports Today.